Why, why are you laughing? I'm envisioning this. But you know I do it. I know you do it. And usually if I'm with you, I'm not going to lie. I throw you under the bus and make you do it. And I just stay back there and stay out of it. And you usually do it. Hello. Hi. Did I did I give the uh, oh, uh, choosing the topic this morning? Hello. Oh. Um no, not too bad. <laughs> Why are, are you nervous? I don't know. The last few you've thrown out have been quite interesting. So I don't know if I need to be nervous or not. Oh. No, this one's not really bad. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Of course, we've talked about everything. So it's kind of like what's left. But and I think it's important for people to know that that we talk, like we said, all the time, every day, multiple times a day. And as we do these things, we also find ourselves going, oh, my God, this could be a podcast. Why are we having this conversation? Yeah, well, and yesterday I laughed because I was on the roads, which is always the calling time. And I don't know how many times I called you yesterday, but it had to have been probably eight, maybe. I'm sure people don't. That's not normal. People don't do that, but we're oh not God, normal. That's a podcast. How many times do you call your siblings? Right. Right. Do you want to know how many times you called me yesterday? Sure. Okay. Let's see. Yesterday. I guess eight. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen times. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't answer every time. I didn't. And then, well, actually, yeah. And and only the non-answered was one, two, three, four of them. So I was busy with someone and I called you back. One, two, two times. So yeah, that's okay. But that's, that's a travel day. That's a normal travel day. Exactly. That's what mine, if you wouldn't have been working on Tuesday, and I was traveling all day, it would have been the same thing. Well, and I also feel like we need to say, so sometimes we talk lengthy, obviously, but there's also times when I'm just like, oh, shoot, I forgot to tell you something. And I call you and I tell you that one little thing. And, and I hate texting. I don't mind it briefly, but I'm just really not a texter. So we're off topic of not anything to do with what this podcast is going to be, just so you know. Welcome to our world. (laughs) This is what we do. Yeah. So sometimes it's just a, hey, I forgot to tell you. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. So anyway. Okay. Here's the topic. I'm ready. Okay. Let me give you a couple of hints and then you can see if you can guess. It's something I'm not a fan of. Uh, I don't know if you really are either. Did that give you any clue? A lot of stuff you're not a fan of, so I'm really not sure yet. Right. Um, a lot of people do it. You look perplexed. Well, I can think of something. Yeah, it's probably not <laughs> that. going there. No, I'm not. <laughs> so... All right, it's hugging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So do you consider yourself a hugger? 
You know, I used to be more so. And I think the older I'm getting, I must be turning into you because <laughs> the older I get, I'm like, yeah. you know, but, but let's, let's talk about that part in, in an essence, you know, our mom was, you know, she was very much a, our grandparents, you know, grandpa definitely was, you showed up and you got a kiss and you got a hug, the big old wet, juicy, right on the lips kiss every time yeah. we their house. And, but mom was, you know, mom was a hugger. She was in a, and when we would leave, she would always want to say all the things and do all the things. Our family in my house, we aren't big on that. We aren't, you know, a huge show and say all the affectionate stuff in our house. But you also have to say, you guys see each other a lot. We do see each other a lot. So. If you were, you know, we didn't see our grandparents a lot growing up. So it was probably important for them to hug and everything because they don't see us as often. I can right. see that. And and for me, I wasn't home all the time either. I mean, I lived, you know, two and a half hours away from mom. So when I was there, I wasn't there as much as you were. Let's just put it that way. Right. But with that being said, I... There, there, there's a fine line in PDA, public display of affection, and all the other things, I guess, because we are not big on that, PDAs, but on the other hand, my kids have seen my husband and I kiss and we, you know, they've seen that. It's not like it's nothing that's, that's out of the ordinary where with some people, they, they could say, I've never, ever seen my parents kiss or do anything, you know? Um, but hugs, I have really gone the other way in that. I think I used to be more so. And I kind of, where I might've normally leaned in and given somebody a hug in the past, you know, just, I, I don't anymore. I kind of, try to figure a way out of it get myself backed out of the situation or right I don't even have to ask you this is like not even a question yeah. to ask you New, but, the news flash. Thing, but the funny thing is yes you don't and I so okay here's the question you hug my daughter is it because she initiates it or is it because because I think she I don't know I'm gonna have to ask her if she does it just because she knows you don't like to. <laughs> um, no, because kids are different for me. Oh. I hug my husband. I've always hugged my kids, grandkid, nieces and nephews, cousins, actually, for the most part. I would hug brother. them. Yeah, brother. Mom. Yeah. Yes and no. Not at all when I was younger, probably. I didn't want to. More so as she got older, but right. I don't know. I'm more of a handshaker. I would and and I'm okay. Family's different, but I'm not just a hugger. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. A hug. No, that's gross and weird. I would be a handshaker. I would shake hands, but I'm not definitely I here's what I find that's so weird. So you know, even if it's somebody that I feel like I'm pretty close with, or I know, I shouldn't say close, people I know, and if something something bad happened, say, they had a death in the family, I don't know, something like that, and my brain says, 
you really should hug them. But something else, apparently not my brain, because my brain's saying you should hug them. Something else is saying, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I usually don't. But then I also feel guilty. Friend, person. We'd have to be pretty close. See, and I found, I, this is why I say I'm getting away from it because I have, you know, I have friends that, you know, we'll get into conversations and, you know, in the past, if they would have like, say we were in a serious conversation and they got upset about something, you know, they were sharing with something and they just were emotional, getting emotional. And usually, you know, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, here, I give them a hug. I've really ventured away from that. I don't even go there. So it's interesting because I normally that would be, I'd want to console them. So my introverting is really coming along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the funny thing is the people that do hug me or feel inclined to hug me will always say before, I know you're not a hugger, but, but, and then they hug and I'm like, okay, I don't, I I know I have that reputation. I'm not opposed to the hugging. It's not my choice of things to do. I'm not a random hugger, clearly. But anyway, I I did an experiment one time. I don't know if you remember this, but we had a class reunion, all school reunion. Do you know what I'm going to talk about? Did you know I did this? I think I remember having the conversation after. I don't know if you were there. I don't even remember, but. That's what anyway, I, mean. I think maybe we had it after the fact. Right. We had an all school reunion and I would like, and I decided that year, all right, I'm going to hug people. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> well, immediately people are like, what's wrong? Is something wrong with her? Does, is she there dying? something? Yeah. Is something going on that we should know about? You know, everybody was like freaking out, including our own father who is not a hugger either. And so I even hugged him. So everyone I hugged, I had to say, if it was someone that really knew me well, I'd have to say, yeah, nothing's wrong. I'm just hugging today. (laughs) But yeah, that was, and it was awkward and felt weird doing actually, but I did it anyway. Even my, but even my really good friends from high school will say, I know you're not a hugger, but I'm going to hug you anyway. Well, do you think, okay, so side hug, full on hug. Do you consider a side hug still a hug? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm more of a side hugger probably in a, for with somebody that I'm not super close with, I'd be more of a side hugger. It's almost like a side bump. I don't even really hug. I just kind of, yeah, kind of just bump, bump sides. Well, and I think, I think the side hug is when you have that moment where they're acting like they want to hug, but you really don't, you know, you're not really sure. So you just kind of do the side thing. Cause it's like, more, Oh, great. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. And move on down the road type of a thing. Yeah. So I, that's where that comes from, you know, um, and you don't, we try not to put ourselves in position. You definitely don't put yourself in positions to have to hug. No, I kind of stay back usually. Like if there's a conversation going on, I can see it's leading to hugging. I kind of will stay back away from it. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> why Why are you laughing? I'm envisioning this. But you know I do it. I know you do it. And usually if I'm with you, I'm not going to lie. I throw you under the bus and make you do it. And I just stay back there and stay out of it. 
And you usually do it. <laughs> I take one for the team. Yes. Yeah. Always the one. You usually do because it. Because I'm but... the nice one that tries to make everybody happy oh, and yeah. feel good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to be that person. So I said my introvert is coming along pretty good now. You're I'm trying not... to not be the nice person? Well, not that I'm not trying to be nice. I'm just not trying to feel like I have to um, entertain and be that person for everything. Right. So so here's a serious question. And, and okay. I've often wondered this. Is there like a chemical? I think I have a chemical imbalance. I think it's something... And I'm being completely serious about this. I, I, a chemical imbalance that has something to do with, um, like not craving that type of affection or that the touch part. And maybe it's a neuro thing, which could be, I never really thought about that, but it could be a neurological thing that, you know, maybe I don't. crave the human touch well not so much that it's just it's I don't know I don't know maybe it is a sensitivity as far as like your your neurons in your if someone touches you and it makes you feel uncomfortable I don't I don't know and it could be mental I'm, I'm sure I'm mental so it could just be that but so that that leads me to sort more of the touching part not just hugging but do you and your husband hold hands when you go places no, not typically, but, um, our oldest daughter, it, she's just like embarrassed by it. And so then we will intentionally do it Oh, and like, Oh, I'll rub me back and hold hands and, you know, do all the little goofy crap just to embarrass her. If she was around us. Oh. Um, no, well, we, I mean, we will, we will, but not, not that often. It just yeah. depends. Honestly, it depends where we are, what we're doing if I'm mad at him that day. <laughs> well, we did it when we were younger, I'm sure. But I remember we were, I don't know, it's been in the last 10 years, probably, which I'll just say we've been married 35 plus years. And we were walking in somewhere, we'd gone together somewhere. And we were walking in and I don't remember if I said it or he said it something about holding hands so we started holding hands as we were walking in by the time we got to the door we're like okay that's weird <laughs> we both said that was weird so anyway um you know I, I I'm jumping back to the hug thing because you know have you ever been in this here's another serious question um but have you ever been in a situation where you just needed a hug no that you can think of no ever no See, that's why I think it's chemical or something, something in my mental problem. Well, you know, Google search is on right now. So I Googled what maybe it is, you know, we should get, we should be sponsors, sponsored by Google right now because we do so much of this. Um, but it says one of the things it, it actually brings up is if you've had any trauma, like physical or that type of trauma, because people, they think if you hug them, then something more is to come. Well, it have that would be like serious stuff, and I've never had any. I know of that. you don't have that, so. Um, and it, but the thing is, is our family. We were half and half. Dad wasn't one that showed, you know, didn't 
hug, didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. Although I can remember being young, crawling up and laying with him in the chair, you know, watching TV and stuff like that. Right. I did. Now, maybe you didn't, but we, mom was definitely one that showed affection and emotion. Dad didn't. So we, we had both sides of it kind of thrown at us. Right. Um, okay. go ahead. Well, I, ha- I also have Google papers because I have some information <laughs> that, <laughs> that I Googled and then printed, but well, I need to ask what, a what different. I, what I just saw, this one says that there's a professor from Notre Dame or Notre Dame, however you're supposed to say it, says that there are two main ways that not being touched can affect a growing body. Oh, not being touched. It can affect underdevelopment of the vagus nerve, a bundle of nerves that runs from the spinal cord to the abdomen, which research shows can decrease people's ability to be intimate or compassionate and can lead to an underdeveloped oxytocin, sorry, oxytocin system. The glands which release oxytocin hormone that can help humans form bonds with other people. Okay. So there's something there. I don't know. But if you you force yourself to hug, then are you, are you still going to get that? Because it's not genuine. Obviously you're just doing it. It's just going through the motion. Yeah. It just says without that hormone, it can be harder to pick up on social cues and even be more sociable. So hugging and touch are incredibly important for youngsters. Okay. But here's the thing. You don't want to, it's not that you don't, it's, it's not that you, you know, you should, cause you've got that emotion going through your head, but you don't want to. Right. So I think you have the hormone. I don't think we have that issue. So do you um, cuddle then? younger yes (laughs) (laughs) i have a cuddler i'm married to a cuddler my person my husband has to touch me when we sleep like i don't it could be a leg a big toe and it drives me crazy because let's just be honest i'm menopausal i'm hot-blooded and i flash all the time so i'm hot 24 7 and his body touching mine is like 500 degrees every time he does it so i don't want to cuddle (laughs) Do I like to? Yes, at times, but not. And I have my grandkids. My first one was not a cuddler. My second one was so the cuddler. Then the two babies, um, one was very good at cuddling and the other one isn't. So, you know, we didn't even really have it with our first grandchild. Wasn't one that would curl up and she was very much, let me go. I just want to go. So are you a cuddler? No. No. And uh my grandson is I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly call him a cuddler, I'd call him a toucher. He's got to be touching you when you're sleeping. And okay. so therefore if he's with me, I don't sleep very good because I've got a foot in my back generally or over flopped over my body. Yeah. So I, I like I said I I wouldn't he calls it cuddling I just call it touching because it's not really like he's wrapping himself on me he just needs to be touching somebody so and I do not sleep well when that's going on so no I'm not a cuddler but um so do you know there's a word for it for what for not wanting to be hugged or what not being a hugger we are expecting me to pronounce this word well, I might need to put it on a shirt for me. So, okay, try. well, it's spelled. We're going to spell it. 
Okay. H A P H. H A P H. Uh huh. Okay. E phobia. P H O B I A. So it, it has a pronunciation, but it's hafophobia. Hafophobia? Hafophobia is an intense, overwhelming fear of being touched. Many people don't like being touched by strangers, but hafophobia is a significant distress, distress over being touched by anyone, even family or friends. Some people, for some people, the fear is specific to touch by people of one gender. You're not that way. You're, it doesn't matter. No, I'm not. Uh-uh. Well, that's funny because now that you said that, I just thought back to um, growing up, uh, our brother and I were extremely close and we constantly were touching. Like we didn't even, we never sat down that we weren't touching. We were known to hold hands when we went places and which is weird. I can, okay. I can remember when you were in high school and there was people that thought you were boyfriend and girlfriend and not siblings because of the way you two would act. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. I don't know if that was a motherly thing. I don't know. Or you were just trying to freak everyone out. That could well, be it could be that, but I didn't remember. I didn't remember it being that. It was just normal. I mean, it seemed okay, normal. So, so, do you think you have social anxiety? Um, not really. I mean, I can. I can. I can go to social events. I just choose not to. When I'm in there, I don't feel anxious necessarily. I ask this because, you know, we, we we're diagnosing you right now, you know, because oh. people who have higher levels of social anxiety in general may be hesitant to engage in affectionate touches with others, including friends. And the fear of someone reaching out literally, literally and figuratively can make that discomfort even worse. There's also a cultural component of being hug avoidant. I'm just I curious if, it's a, if social anxiety, I mean. No, I don't think I have that. I um, I just choose not to do it. It doesn't give me anxiety. And I don't think about, I don't get anxious thinking about somebody maybe hugging me. That doesn't, I don't get anxious about you like, it. You like to have attention on yourself? No, not really. Why are you still diagnosing me? What well, says, why do I hate affection, but crave it? And oh, I'm I don't thinking, crave okay, it. Well, attention. What is but, hug deprivation? Ooh. Um, I don't. Here's the thing. I like to do things for people or for organizations or, but I don't want the credit. So I would say no. I, I would be, I'd rather do it anonymously. You come by that naturally. Mom alert, mom alert. Oh, she like does things anonymously? I think mom was very much that way. Oh. She would, she loved to do all kinds of things, but she really didn't want the accolades of it. She did it because she cared and she wanted to. Yeah, I don't, I don't need people <laughs> to acknowledge it really. I, yeah. I'm not, I mean, sure, thank yous are nice, but I don't have to have that. So yeah. Okay, well, here's my Google stuff. Okay. So, the, I, first, I don't know what I Googled, but this is what popped up. Ten reasons why we need hugs each day. Why we need eight hugs each day. I'm deficient. Eight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, I might have got eight hugs from my grandson last night. Right, right. <laughs> the snuggler. The um, 
so I'll just quickly go through them. We don't necessarily have to discuss them all because they're just interesting and they're scientific-y. They're not really... Okay. Anyway, research shows a proper deep hug where the hearts are pressing together can benefit you in these ways. Number one, the nurturing touch of a hug builds trust and a sense of safety. This helps with open and honest communication. Number two, hugs can instantly boost oxytocin levels, which heal feelings of loneliness, isolation, and anger. Number three, holding a hug for an extended lot time lifts one's serotonin levels, elevating mood and creating happiness. Number four, hugs strengthen the immune system. Number five, hugging boosts self-esteem. From the time we're born, our family's touch shows us that we're loved and special. Hugs, therefore, connect us to our ability to self-love. Number six, hugging relaxes muscles. Hugs release tension in the body. Hugs can take away pain. They soothe aches by increasing circulation to the soft tissues. Number seven, hugs balance out the nervous system. Number eight, hugs teach us how to give and receive. There is equal value in receiving and being receptive to warmth as to giving and sharing. Hugs educate us how love flows both ways. Number nine, hugs are so much like meditation and laughter. They teach us to let go and be present in the moment. They encourage us to flow with the energy of life. Number 10, the energy exchange between the people hugging is an investment in the relationship. It encourages empathy and understanding. Okay, well, with that, all those being read, I can see why I'm so messed up, but it still doesn't make me want to hug. So here also is an interesting fact that came up and I just wanted to share it because I, 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 and made me think about sports. So they talk about, um, so they did this, this guy did a research thing and he coded every bump, hug, and high five in a game in the NBA. Okay. And he says that with a few, there's a few exceptions, but good teams tended to be touchier than bad ones. And at that time, the most touch-bonded teams were the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. When was the survey done in the 80s? Uh, I don't even know, probably, because it says the same was true more or less for players. The touchiest player was Kevin Garnett, the Celtics' star big man. So I don't even know some of these people. Followed by star forwards Chris Bosh of the Toronto Raptors and Carlos Boozer, Bozer of the Utah Jazz. Within 600 milliseconds of shooting a free throw, Garnett has reached out and touched four guys. So I was thinking about, you know, back in our day. Yeah. I don't remember high-fiving and fist-bumping being a thing. But you would slap somebody on the butt. You would be sued so fast right now. Do you uh, remember that? Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of butt slapping. Oh, yeah. Now, I can you, remember high-fiving. Fist-bumping was not a thing until... I don't know how kind many of high fiving. I remember more in basketball pointing. So maybe yeah. we had oh, yeah. a very non touchy team. I don't know, but I remember you. If someone threw you a good pass and you made a layup, yeah. you'd because point we at didn't them. have time to run over there and give them a high five or anything. You just across yeah. the court. True, true. But I was thinking about that slapping somebody on the butt. Oh yeah, we did a lot of that. Definitely, you'd get in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, nowadays <laughs> you really would. You couldn't even do that. But you think about it. I think probably it's the camaraderie, you know, because they're, they're touching, that's building that camaraderie, that's building that team feeling. 
I don't know why, but that I'm guessing that's what his whole thing is showing. I suppose. Interacting with each other. So they feel more comfortable with each other. So therefore they play better together because they kind of have that extra bond going. Well, it makes me curious then. It, I'm sure there was some sort of, there's been a study done because they study everything, but that makes me kind of wonder men versus women. Mm-hmm. Men's choice of high five, fist bump, butt slap versus women. I don't what? see women slapping each other on the butt. Do you? I don't know if I've ever seen that. I, we did it, but I don't know why. You did? No, no, no. In high school. like Yeah, but I don't even remember like that. that. I don't remember slapping somebody on the butt to tell them good job. And where did that become a thing? I don't know. Now that's a really another out hole because that just cracks me up that someone went, hey, let's start slapping each other on the butt to tell them good job. Because I don't know what, what about your butt says good job. I don't know. <laughs> Better than your front, I guess. Well, for sure, for sure. But I guess it's also weird that guys started chest bumping. I guess that's a form of a hug. Yeah. And you occasionally see women doing it, but they don't. And I'm sure we know why, because there's obstacles there. But anyway, I don't know. We could have started doing the Jack and Karen, lift your shirt up and belly touch. Right. (laughs) For Will and Grace. No, I don't know. That is so weird. Yeah. I don't know who would have come up with that. And then so, to make it cool. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Look, they're slapping somebody's butt. Let's do that. That's definitely I don't know. Weird. It's because you're running by it. It was easy to just go pop and go on well, by. Well, why wouldn't you just slap them on the shoulder? Why the butt? Hand I level. I don't, I'm making up all kinds of excuses. I know. Right? I know. But I, I just find it really odd. Well, it is very odd. But. To, be, to be blunt about it, it is odd. But. Okay, well, we've dissected several things in this little podcast. So do you have Mary today? I do, but now I can't find what I had. <laughs> we got you so Twitter painted. I guess so. But slapping and where it came from and all the things. Oh, okay. This one's kind of funny, actually. Good. So I have to say it's going to reference Floyd, which was our grandpa, step-grandpa. Our step-grandfather? Okay. Yeah. Because so, actually, if everybody that wants to know that is our, both of our grand, our her first husband, our actual grandpa, his name was Floyd, and then she married another Floyd. Right. After grandpa died. Okay. It says, when you get old and have to take medicine, it would be a good idea if your eyesight was twenty twenty. The other morning, I was getting Floyd's pills for him, and he dropped one on the floor. He said, it's right there by my toe. Now, my eyesight isn't so great, but I saw the pill, reached down, and picked it up. It didn't feel just right, so I got in a better light and saw that it was a grapefruit seed. I told him that he could take it if he thought it would help. Then I saw the one he needed and gave him the correct pill. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. For some reason, I don't even know why. I figured it was going to say he just took it. (laughs) Anyway. He probably would And first of all, if anybody listening is related to us, and they know our grandparents. Oh, this might have been at the nursing home. I don't know. But if it was at home, would you have eaten anything off their floor? Hail to the no. <laughs> I, so, I would have been scared that it wasn't just a grapefruit. See, <laughs> exactly. Well, they plus they lived on a farm. So 
they would be tracking all kinds of stuff in off the outside from outside. And grandma's <laughs> priority was not to take care of the house. Yeah. She was taking care of the outside. So, yeah. so I apologize if that offended any family, but I just had to point that out. So, okay. Well, um, hugs. <laughs> virtual hug. Virtual hug. I'm good There you that. go. You can start sending virtual hugs to everybody. Yeah, exactly. They, they still would probably ask if there was something wrong with you. <laughs> probably. probably. All right. Okay. Until next time. All right. Bye. And now for our disclaimer, anything you hear on this podcast is strictly for entertainment purposes. We are not professionals of any way, shape, or form. So just enjoy the content and laugh a little right alongside of us.